Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. I just returned from the holidays with my family, where we escaped for a little bit to enjoy some fun and sun all together. We had a beautiful time. It was truly such a nice getaway from things right now and really create a fresh jumpstart for the new year. We spent a week all together. In our case, we were really not around a lot of other people at all. And we really got some great connection time with laughs and stories and fun. And I was inspired by today's topic while away because it was such a big reminder for me as to how important communication is when you're traveling with lots of people all together. For us, it's five of us. Between all the planning and the coordinating, of course, and also with the case with many family vacations, some can tend to get on each other's nerves. Kids and parents together for a week in close, tight-knit quarters, it can happen. It can sometimes require a little more mind management than other times may require, but it was a great reminder for me of the importance of quality communication and the skill set of listening. If there's one thing I've learned very early on through my career and success as a business owner and leader, it is that there's one thing that can make the biggest impact on your success or lack of, no matter what your role is in your company, your business, or in your life for that matter, no matter what your age or your experience, this skill is the basic foundational skill that can set the tone for where you go and what you do and what you accomplish in your life. It is the skill of listening. I know it sounds so simple, doesn't it? And because it sounds so simple, we all believe we are really good at it. Of course we are. We don't need a podcast to tell us how to listen, right? And how many of us have been on the other side of this, speaking to someone or explaining something, and then later it seems maybe they really weren't listening to anything that you said. So because I learned this and this value so early on in my career, I've been training and developing the skill set of listening within people for over 15 years. And each time I've begun my training classes and workshops, I begin by asking who believes they are a good listener. And guess what? Every single hand raises. And every single time I get started the same way. And we show each other how much we all have room to learn and to improve. It is consistently the case without fail, because in some way and in some areas, we all have an opportunity to become better listeners. So what if I told you that you'd make more money if you improved your listening skills, or that you would get the promotion you'd hope to achieve, or that you'd make that sale you've been working on for months, or that you'd have higher quality relationships in your life with your spouse, your kids, your parents, your siblings, that you'd build a stronger, higher quality team in your organization. No matter what you hope to improve or accomplish, if it includes another human being and most things do, improved listening skills will play a huge part toward getting you where you want to be. So for these reasons, each time I've taught my classes in the past, a listening assessment has always been the opener for just about any type of class I've been teaching. We always start with a fun game immediately on the heels of all those listener hands being proudly and confidently raised. Maybe you've been involved in something like this before. Um, there's a paragraph written on a piece of paper that takes up about, I don't know, half a page Similar to the old telephone game that some of you may be familiar with, except instead of a sentence, it's a very short story with a variety of details and pieces of information. 
So one person starts by leaving the room and reading the story to one other person privately. And then another person goes out and that person tells them what they were just read. Then another person is told what they were told and so on and so on and so on for about eight people or so. At the beginning, when the first pair go outside the room, it takes forever. And we're all wondering, are they ever going to come back? Obviously, they've been very carefully covering the details thoroughly and repeating them to make sure the listener caught all of it. But quickly, maybe by the third or fourth person who rotates out, within less than a minute or so, they're returning. And then you start hearing laughing because it becomes a sentence or two, then one sentence, and then finally... The last person comes in to report what they were told, and lo and behold, you might get a few words right, and you might get them accurate, but likely not. And everyone who heard some variation of it along the way laughs, because it's amazing to all of us how things went downhill so quickly. Definitely give it a try in one of your team meetings or even in your family for fun. Any variation of this will result in the same conclusion. 100% of every class or workshop or activity I have facilitated has always gone the same way. And by the way, keep in mind, this is a situation where everyone participating knows exactly what they're being tested to do. So it's typically a harder, uh, a more captive audience right now at the moment than what the typical average person or time is in our lives. So in fact, they know they need to prove what they just claim to be true making it all the more impactful when it's over for each person to really reset their idea of what kind of listener they are and what we really mean by listening. At that point, we all realize how much we have an opportunity to be so much better. And in these days of emails and text messages and chat groups, our skills are becoming less and less honed, only making those who have the skill set that much more valuable and appreciated. Every single one of us has such an opportunity to be a great listener and become more valuable, more appreciated, and more needed in this world. So let's look at this for a moment. Even though I know this material and I'm aware of these concepts really acutely, I took a minute for the purpose of this podcast to actually read the definition and true meaning of listening. So this is interesting. Merriam-Webster defines hearing as the process, function, or power of perceiving sound specifically the special sense by which noises and tones are received as stimuli. Listening, on the other hand, means to pay attention to sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention, and to give consideration. I am so happy that I took the time to read these. I love these clarifications. So when our first reaction is to say that we're great listeners, are we really saying that we're capable of hearing? of the process, function, and power of perceiving and receiving sound noises and tones? Or do we stop when we hear something to actually listen, to pay attention to, to hear it with thoughtful attention and give it consideration? Big difference, huh? When we really consider that definition as fact, I would imagine that my ratio of hearing versus listening is much, much lower than I'd like for it to be. And this awareness is such a light bulb. So why is this? What are the main reasons that we can be really great at hearing, but not necessarily very good at listening? Every time I've held my classes for these different exercises, each participant completes an assessment of themselves and ranks themselves on a scale of one to five in terms of their listening habits. And these are the most common listening obstacles and factors for most people that I've gathered in my years of tracking. Probably not surprisingly to you, the first one is distractions. 
This has historically always been a top-ranked issue. It was an issue 15 years ago, and it's even more common now. Our phones notify us about everything, and we are reachable by everyone all the time in so many formats. Aside from our phone addictions being a contributor to this, because our phones can alert us of all things, regardless of whether they are really urgent or meaningless, we've become reliant on them and aware of all their activity, distracting us from those in front of us and literally removing our minds from where we are now physically, what we're doing and who we are with in the present moment. Basically, all notifications have become urgent notifications to our brain and in our habits. Our bodies are there, but our minds are somewhere else. And of course, our phones are just one of the biggest distractions, but we all have plenty of others too. We can all easily fall into a trap of limited attention and focus because our world is filled with them. Number two is what I like to call planning your next move. You're thinking about what you want to say and waiting for your chance to say it. While you may be able to hear, meaning receive sounds into your ears while thinking about what you want to say next, it's truly not possible for you to actually pay attention, give thoughtful attention and consideration to what someone else is communicating to you at the exact same time. And it many times can lead to interrupting the other person because your brain's main objective now has decided that getting this new information out is important and listening or even hearing anymore are just in the way of that agenda. People who are selling something easily can fall into this trap. They hear just enough. And before you've explained your needs to them entirely, they're telling you all about something that you have no interest in buying or need at all. Even when you tell them what you want, they tell you what they want you to buy because they never listen to you. Many times excitement, nerves, lack of confidence can all be contributing to fuel this type of behavior. Number three is bias. Yes, it is true. We have predetermined based on our thoughts whether the speaker is credible or possibly respectable. This could be caused by our beliefs or thoughts about whether they're professional or not, whether they're intelligent about the subject or not, and possibly by our systemic cultural beliefs that may even be subconscious, their sex, their race, their religion, their political affiliations or culture. These biases can all play into our desire and effort toward listening. We may want to say that we have no biases and we listen to everyone with exactly the same level of attention, but science proves that not to be the case over and over again. While we can and will dive into how biases affect us and hold us back in many areas of our lives, for now, we can suffice it to say that biases affect all of us when it comes to listening. Every one of us has heard someone speak who we may not like or agree with, and that results in making a decision to listen with a different level of engagement. Whether it's a news channel, a politician, a religious leader, or just our spouse, and, or just the pesky neighbor down the street, doesn't matter. Number three, we make judgments. We hear something that we immediately determine means something to us. We make a decision as a result and even decide that those decisions are facts. We may have made a decision that this person is either in the right bucket or the wrong bucket. We analyze and evaluate that in our minds, and we begin to generate our own reactions and emotions and energy as a result. Then we create energy resulting in reactions or assumptions that actually limits our ability to listen without those judgments, acting as a filter to them. Every word we hear is now colored with the judgment we have placed, making understanding and productive communication now impossible. 
our brain decided to believe something or focus in a particular direction and then continues to find more and more evidence of only that throughout the remainder of the conversation. So we may continue to listen, but we're actually only filtering to find the things that support what we already decided we think. We can no longer hear the full scope of what the speaker is communicating fully, limiting our ability to gather all of the information. This can typically lead to us believing that what the person said was very different than what was actually said. When we make judgments while listening, it can easily lead to many claims of misquoting and blame, dividing the conversation and the people involved. And this is the opposite of our core definition of listening. Number four is making assumptions. A little bit different. We are certain that we already know what they're going to say. We anticipate either in advance or very early on when the speaker starts talking that we already know what they're talking about. So we stop listening and many times this can turn into finishing people's sentences, either out loud or in our own heads. Or we think we already know the information ourselves and no longer need to listen to the rest of the story. We've heard the story before. We know more than they do about the subject and will not gain any new information. So we may stop listening and may be impatient for them to finish. The fact is, for all of these reasons, none of us is the perfect listener all the time. Our human mind does this to be efficient. It's doing its job, exactly what the human mind does. It's supposed to do it, and it does it with everybody. We've all been guilty of some or all of these limiting behaviors at some point or another. This results in each side tossing up words up into the air that just bounce off of each other's ears and land nowhere, serving no purpose. Not only is it a waste of energy and time, it can actually be a dividing factor between people rather than a uniting one, completely unnecessarily. And if the point of communicating is to share information, bring awareness to something, create an understanding between people, educate for a purpose or a result, and none of that is effectively occurring, then what is the point? While our mind may be doing what it knows to do and doing it well, it may not always really be best serving us all the time. So the awareness of outlining these limitations is a huge beginning toward the improvement for us as we look at it and decide what times we want our minds doing it and what times we don't. So why does this, any of this matter? Why do you care? What's in it for us to be better listeners? Well, maybe it's because we care about and love the other person and value their mind, how they think and their opinions and perspectives of the world. Maybe it's because it prevents us from being closed-minded. We can learn and grow from new information, new ideas, new opinions, beliefs, and perspectives. Maybe it's aligned with the golden rule approach. I'm keenly aware of listening. So therefore, I'm also very aware of when I'm talking and someone is physically there but not mentally present, or when I've been interrupted, when I've had my sentences completed for me, when someone didn't value what I had to say because I'm a woman or some other reason. Or when someone claimed I had said something that I hadn't actually said or twisted my words, my awareness helps me see that there's always opportunity for growth and improvement for myself at all times. For me, it's because at any given moment, we are all people before we are business. We can understand each other better, become more connected, and be able to help and support each other in a better way when we do. When I'm listening at my best and fully engaged, I'm a better leader. My team knows that they've been heard and understood. They know they've been recognized and respected. They are more willing to do the same for me and our working relationship improves. We are treating each other with respect. We don't need to agree 
but we can respect each other for who we are and put our commonality of being fellow humans above all else. This results in loyalty, dedication, and commitment. It also results in a more efficient use of everyone's time. If we listened to what each other was saying without these limitations, we could more quickly accomplish our own objectives as well. We can better address our team for what we need to accomplish when we listen to them effectively. We can better deliver the best possible product or service to our customers when we listen effectively. We can better communicate to our boss when we listen effectively. And we can better understand our spouse, kids, parents, and families when we listen effectively. The benefits of listening, asking questions, gathering information, and then properly and effectively utilizing that information will much more quickly create understanding and connection between any two people, no matter what the roles or the situation may be. This can only improve your results toward whatever it is that you're hoping to accomplish. So here are the three lessons or takeaways from the tests and research I've done. First, stop multitasking. Ignore your phone and whatever else is distracting you. You are more efficient with your own time and respecting of other people's time when you listen fully the first time without distraction and then move on to your next thing. Multitasking is a misnomer and attention distractions only make each task take longer and each task less effective to result in lowered quality. The answer is that multitasking is rarely a better use of time for anyone. The second one is to stop talking and stop thinking. Instead, just listen fully with all of yourself. Provide and show respect to the other person by giving them that gift. Then trust yourself that when you have, when they have finished talking, you will most certainly be capable of formulating a response that is aligned with both your values and opinions and also with consideration for the information that was just shared. You'll find it's actually a beautiful gift that you can really give to yourself. And the third thing is stop allowing your mind to judge and assume. When you notice that you've fallen into any of these limiting factors, realizing that you're distracted, thinking, or no longer listening, ask your mind why you're choosing to do that. Can you look at it and assess your real honest reasons as to why you've done it? What did you decide in your mind that gave your mind permission to escape listening? So in summary, what are your objectives? What is it that you hope to accomplish or achieve? How important is it to you to achieve it? How have you been responsible for failures in communication in your life, your business, or in your community? Who do you want to be as you go forward in your life? And how do you want to show up as the leader of your life and with others? Being willing to create the mindset for it within yourself will impact your relationships and results in your life in ways you are not even aware of right now. Decide how important it is to you over the next month by practicing some of these tips. Notice the differences. I'm curious to hear what you discover. For me, I want to reflect a leader who truly listens with thoughtful consideration and attention. I want to be an example to others to listen fully, without limitations, in every possible situation. I'd love it if you'd go to the comments section and let me know which areas you find to be your biggest personal opportunity for growth surrounding listening. Which of these spoke to you? Leave me a comment. And by the way, if you'd like more information on the listening assessment to see how you rank or any of the other great tools, check out our website for more info on this and all the other topics we're exploring right now at strivecoachingstudio.com. 
I'm looking forward to hearing from you and seeing your comments and your successes. And until next time, I am listening to you. I want to better understand you and I want to help you accomplish all that you hope to achieve. I will see you soon. Check out our show notes in the podcast section on strivecoachingstudio.com to read these valuable tips. And thank you for listening. 